<laughs> if you already know Drake or you already been on Drake's TikTok or his lives or his Sunday Zooms, which will be once a month now. <laughs> Did you know? Now you know. <laughs> you know whose voice this is. It's Shan from She Gets It Pod. So while you're listening to Everything Culture with an A, not an I, check out She Gets It pod all right i know i'm the one with the little boo me on there that's me all right new season new season 22 giving y'all encouragement motivation and a real insight in the things that i think about on a daily but i'm saying them out loud to y'all so check me out on she gets a pod on your favorite podcast app and also find me and the rest of my podcast on shambypodden.com. Now, I hope you're enjoying this show with everything culture. Hey, Drake. I'll let you have your mic back now. Bye. The job I had is called the Discovery Club. And they uh, the Discovery Club was for kids that were, um, that were in domestic violent homes or they were low income. And it was like a camp for uh, for kids ages, I think, three to maybe 11 or 12. I think yeah. it was like 11 because I was 14, so I couldn't have been too much older than me. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. but um, it was a camp, yeah, for um, women, women that were in the house, like hiding from their spouses, uh, just so kids can have like little things to do. So we went on field trips every Tuesdays and Thursdays. And on Mondays and Wednesdays, we stayed at the little field. They had it at two different field houses. Um, they had it at one elementary school and then they had it at the other. So it depends on um, what day I go, if they were going to have it there or at another place. But they, yeah, they took us on field trips um, all over Houston and Galveston area. Um, on Mondays and Wednesdays, we did activities where uh, with the kids where we had to like teach, to, basically tutor them, mm-hmm. uh, depending on the age range they were split up in. And I think they were split up in like, Three to five, and then six to eight, and so on. Um, but yeah, that was that was like my favorite job ever. <laughs> but then I was a kid too, so that's probably why I was fun too. <laughs> and uh, you, you got my mind over here running because that's technically you was almost doing social work at the age of fourteen, or did you just mainly work with the kids? Um, I'm I mainly worked with the kids. I mean. Because I'm looking at it as like a case, you know, I used to be a caseworker. Yeah. And I work with like, I know it's like the Star of Hope. That's what I'm thinking of, like a program like that. And to be 14 doing that, that's a big deal to me. I'm like, why? I, I, I know some people in their 20s that can't handle that type of responsibility with children that are experiencing that type of trauma, you mm-hmm. know. So thank you. Like, you, you, once again, I ain't gonna try to get on you with your collar and start preaching at you, right? Because this is the <laughs> makings of Sherelle, y'all. This we here. We here to learn more about Sherelle. So thank y'all for tuning in. Thank y'all for um, listening. Okay. It was really fun because I was like, I want to be a mentor. I was always that little kid that like, I want to be a mentor to other kids, and like, I hate when people got picked on. I'm like, don't pick on them. Even though I was getting picked on because I was. What's going on, beautiful people? It's your host, Drake. 
D Drake with Everything Culture. And we're back with another Makings of You. And this morning, this evening, this afternoon, whenever you're listening, we have the pleasure of introducing again Rello. Matter of fact, what you want to go by today? I'll go by Sherelle. We getting Sherelle. Oh, okay. <laughs> we getting Sherelle. Y'all, this is a treat. This is a pleasure. This is the first return of a making to you. Yes, you are. Yeah, you're breaking the ice. You're breaking it. <laughs> Welcome back. That's the best thing. Welcome back. Yes, um, have me back. Oh, it's our pleasure. Um, mm-hmm. Y'all may remember Sherelle, once known as, still known, a.k.a. Rello, <laughs> um, from season two. Take it back. You know, yes. um, also being a podcaster. Um, the after the threesome podcast, you know, you know, I don't know. They may come back one day. They may not. They may go on another moniker. But hey, we appreciate y'all <laughs> blessing us them, blessing us then, as well as with our episode, uh, Signs Matter. Great conversation. But yeah, this is like during pandemic conversations. This is what makes us the makers of you. So, where do you call home? DMV. Maryland, Virginia. So DMV, that's home. Where I love. I don't feel like I call any place home. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Nothing, nothing really feels like home, so I can't really say. Okay. Okay. Thank mm. you, Sharon. That's very, very interesting. That's interesting. Yes. Yes. Once again, if we had more time, we would go into it. <laughs> so. I said we could do it. We can hey, do let it. Me, let me. Let me. Let Okay. We, we can go into depth. Let me sign in the sidebar real quick. How did y'all meet? How do y'all know each other? We met on, was it Cinco de Mayo? Oh, shit, it's your anniversary. No, it was uh, Memorial Day. Oh. It was, it was, it was a Memorial Day. Yeah, it was something. I was going to say it would be my grandfather on my mom's side. Maternal grandfather. The, yeah, that's the person that he raised me and showed me what which is should expect from a man how they should treat you and just real love the love you showed my grandmother when she was well they both passed away but what I can remember because she passed away when I was younger when I was like six and um but seeing that from from that aspect when she was sick having cancer and then see how he treated my siblings and my mom and just the people around him all together so leader in the family. But welcome back. How you been? Been good. Can't complain. Can't complain. It's been a while. Three years. It's been three I know. Years. Three. It's been like two, three years. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. Crazy. But we here. We rocking. We rolling. And we're back with your solo dolo, the new in effect makings of Sherelle. So, Sherelle. Yes. Have you listened to the new makings of you? I listened to a couple of episodes. Okay. Okay. So you know what you're stepping into. We will have a good time. We just got a line of questions for you where we're going to have a deep dive on your life, your perspective, your point of view, your culture, your values, getting to know more about your real. So there's no right or wrong answers. As a matter of fact, they're all right answers because it's all about you. No, this is the making Sherelle. Nobody else can tell us about Sherelle better than Sherelle. So are you ready for the first question? Yes. All right, let's do it. <laughs> So, Sherelle, how would you describe yourself? Um, now, I would describe myself as 
I feel like I have like a warm demeanor, but I feel like I'm still kind of trying to figure out myself now, the new version of me. I feel like during the pandemic, it uh, shifted through a lot of changes going from my 20s to my 30s. And <laughs> and that um, going back home. So when the pandemic started, you know, that was like March. I had a lot of things happen around that time. Like I lost my apartment, I lost my car, I lost my job all within two weeks of each other. Mm-hmm. And then I had to move back home, move back to my hometown. And I moved back home to, um, to stay with my father and I never stayed with him. I haven't seen him in 15 years. And he reached out to me around all this time um, when this happened to come to stay with him. And that was me going through my childhood trauma wounds with that situation, which I didn't think I had at first until I came to stay down this way with him. I mean, I'm still in the area, but I don't stay with him anymore. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I moved in with him for a few months and that just took me on a whole different roller coaster. I was like, oh, I'm digging in. I've been dealing with my childhood, um, my inner child for a while, but this is like my teenage side of myself that has to do with my father. So um, just me accepting a new me now. Wow. wow. I'm more calmer. I've been calm, but more calmer me. More calmer. <laughs> you cool as a, what's it called? Cucumber. Well, I don't know why people say that. <laughs> but yeah, you always been chill. But thank you for sharing. Thank you for sharing. So, Rella. Oh, Sherelle. Goodness, Sherelle. Call me Rella. It's fine. Uh, hey, we go both. It's interchangeable. I know, I know. <laughs> but what cultures do you represent? What cultures? Mm-hmm. The culture of me. <laughs> hey, the culture of you. I love it. Yeah, um, you know the black culture. The uh, just whatever. I mean, I'm black, so I accept myself being black. <laughs> We got ass. We go ass. Okay. So where are you from? I'm from Galveston. Okay. Galveston Island. From Texas. Little girl. Little island. Country island girl. (laughs) I never heard it been called that, but you are correct. (laughs) Okay. Now, that's that's an act right there. Now, that's a name you can put yourself. You better grab that before this come out. (laughs) Island girl. That's different. I like it. Okay. Now, you know, we both from the South. This is a question I hate. Do you mind sharing your age with us? I am currently 33. I'll be 34 in September. (laughs) That leads to the next question that we had a whole episode about. Make sure y'all go check it out. Season two. (laughs) So what is your sign? I am a Virgo sun, a Scorpio moon, and a Sagittarius rising. (laughs) y'all don't understand the reason i asked this question is because of their episode okay let me tell you keep that in there because of them all right but i do value your responses and sharing with us um you kind of touched on this um a little bit within your first question but can do you mind sharing a bit about your childhood and upbringing what was the experience how would you define it describe it um so my experience from i guess until I was like 13 from a kid to 13, I was really sheltered. I had a really good childhood around that time that I can remember. 
Um, I was a straight A student. I was a little nerd sitting in the front of the class. I cried when I had to miss a day of school. I had chicken pox one time and I it was heartbroken because I had to miss it. <laughs> You know, kids don't get chicken pox no more. So I don't I know. know. <laughs> this is so crazy. But um, yeah, I was a little nerd. And then I was like a teacher's aide. I used to work with, uh, well, not work with, but I used to be an aide for the special needs kids. And I, when I was little, I was like, oh, I'm going to be a special needs teacher and all that stuff because I used to uh, be like the aide to them. So to that class when I was in elementary and middle school. When I was a cheerleader in middle school, I was uh, my cheerleader teacher was a the special needs uh, teacher, and I used to just go in there and help her in between time, in between classes or um, after school or before class to help her. Because I was like, I really want to do this. I really want to work with special needs kids. I love children. My mom used to work at like daycares and all sort of stuff. And I used to always go with her. To like watch the kids and like uh, show them some new tricks, like oh look, I'm about to make this flower and be creative with them, all sort of stuff like that. And my mom's be a florist, so I used to try to put like little flower arrangements together for the kids and teach them how to do all this stuff. But yeah, that part of my childhood was was good, but then like it was like once my I guess once I got teenage years, that's when it started getting really tough. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, we used to, me and my mom and my grandfather and my sister, we all, was three of us on my mom's side. And we stayed with my grandpa, with my grandpa, because he was older. He was born in 1914. So, <laughs> yeah, so we stayed with him. He died when he was 89, and I was like 13 at the time. And he basically was taking care of us. And when he died, that's when the shift happened. Mm-hmm. And when I say the shift, that's me realizing that my mom was um, didn't was scared. She didn't know what to do. She was like, damn, my dad gone. I don't know how to take care of these kids. I barely know how to take care of myself. So it's like us, me seeing her grow up when that happened. Mm. And um, yeah, so it was good until it wasn't. Absolutely understand. And once again, as always, thank you for sharing. And you shared a bit, but what were the roles of your caregivers when you were coming up? Um, my mom was a uh, stay. At, I guess she was stayed at home for a little bit. Well, till we like till we were able to go to school. Me and my sister are about five and a half years apart. So she stayed with my sister for when she, her first three years until she went to school, and then she did the same thing with me. Um, and my grandfather, which I called him daddy, that that's, that was dad. He ended up adopting me and my big sister right before he passed away. Um, so that's, that's daddy. <laughs> so, um, so it does like my dad, my mom was there for a little bit and she went and worked, uh, while we were in school. I think she worked for the cable company. She was a florist. And also the stuff. I don't know if you remember the Sega channel when you had cable. You remember? Because <laughs> I be telling people that they be like the Sega channel. <laughs> you, you, you remember G Jack? Yeah. <laughs> he had the Sega channel. Spoiler alert. <laughs> he like he's the yes. only other person I knew. <laughs> and I used to tell people about the Sega. Like like you just said, people didn't believe it. Don't believe it's real. Like all mm-hmm. this stuff. I'm a gamer. They you know they had this like in the nineties. No, they didn't. 
No, yes, they did. They had like you could play any game on Sega you wanted to. You just had to have a lot of money, and parents love you a lot and you get right. you on that channel. Like, but that's wild. It's connection, like. <laughs> and she worked there, so we got cable for free. So we had the Sega channel for free. So it was like, yeah, I know. Right? They had great right. back then. <laughs> right. Okay, okay, that, that's dope. And you yeah. mentioned that you have a sibling. So, um, any of y'all five and a half years apart? You only have one. No, I have. I'm a middle child. I have that middle child syndrome, and uh, <laughs> the, the left out one. But um, <laughs> my sister is five and a half. She she should be 39 next month. And my little brother, he just turned 23 uh, a few days ago. Actually. Wow! So me and him, 10 and a half years apart, and me and her, five and a half years apart. And so they didn't really grow up together, but I grew up with both of them. Mm. I was at one point in time, so I got to see they. If I could say they were twin, they were twin souls. They act exactly alike. Yeah. So, even though you were the middle child, but did you feel like the youngest? Did you ever feel like the oldest, or did you feel like the middle the whole time? Um, I feel like I was oldest most of the time. Well, yeah, basically most of the time. I feel like the, I was the oldest, but I still felt that middle child syndrome because I was old. I mean. Be, I still felt the middle child syndrome, even though I act like the oldest, because they consider me like, oh, you the one to like make sure you put keep everybody together, take care of everybody. You the mama of the family. I was even the mama to my mama. Mm. So it was like that. Like you're the responsible. We don't have to worry about you. So that made me feel left out because I was like, you don't have to worry about me. I have things going on too. Like, why would you say that you don't have to worry about me? Mm. That's crazy. But um, and I still feel that way now but i'd be like mm -mm, i got stuff going on too i got like issues as well you can't be just putting me in this category of having it together because i don't have it together let them know let them know <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> at Thank first you. i didn't but i had to now it took me a while but it's growth and we appreciate it so yeah. and talking about with growth um how do you feel about your education in your life so far my education um, I feel like, I mean, I feel like I had a good education growing up. Um, I went to college twice. So I have a bachelor's degree and then I had got my certification as an esthetician. Um, so I, I, I learned, <laughs> I learned a lot, uh, but sometimes I feel overqualified. Well, I don't feel, I don't feel like I'm overqualified, but the companies feel like I'm overqualified. So I always have issues with finding jobs because they were like, oh, you got too much experience. You got this, you got that. And then I'm like, well, I need a job. I'm not really just, but they was like, I feel like you're going to get bored quick. But I'm like, um, if I'm coming here to you, I need you. Yeah. Pay <laughs> <Hey>, me. That's <laughs> later. <laughs> so speaking about jobs, what was your first job? My first job. I was 14 years old. I got my first job. So the work, uh, was it? I don't know if they call it the workforce or workforce now. Um, yeah, because I was like, they changed the name. And I thought it was like a glitch in the matrix. And then I was like, was it? Oh, <laughs> I feel like it was workforce. But every time I see it, it says workforce. So I don't know. I know for sure it's workforce right now. Yeah, but it was workforce back then. And I believe you. <laughs> I'm about to get stressed out about it right now. So, yeah. 
Well, yeah, at the break force, um, they have programs during the summertime where you can um, uh, start like a little career job. At 14, you had to get like a little permit and my mom had to like enroll me into this program where I had to do like um, a few hours of courses and then they uh, put you in a um, a little category. Like they had like a list of different jobs you can do, like work at the Boys and Girls Club, work at um, this little camp and stuff like that. And it was Monday through Thursday. So uh, during the, only during the summertime until you turned 16 was able to actually have a job. So I got my first job at 14 because of all the things that my, um, I think I talked about this to you on TikTok, but like we became homeless after um, my grandfather passed away. And in that process of us being homeless, I had got that job to help us out. Wow. That was one of the reasons why I got a job at 14. <laughs> oh, you but, didn't share that part, but wow. Yeah. The job I had was called the Discovery Club. And they uh the Discovery Club was for kids that were um that were in domestic violent homes or they were low income and it was like a camp for uh for kids ages, I think three to maybe eleven or twelve. I think it was like eleven because I was fourteen, so I couldn't have been too much older than me. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. but um, it was a camp, yeah, for um, women, women that were in the house, like hiding from their spouses, uh, just so kids can have like little things to do. So we went on field trips every Tuesdays and Thursdays. And on Mondays and Wednesdays, we stayed at the little field. They had it at two different field houses. Um, they had it at one elementary school and then they had it at the other. So it depends on um, what day I go, if they were going to have it there or at another place. But they, yeah, they took us on field trips um, all over Houston and Galveston area. Um, on Mondays and Wednesdays, we did activities where uh, with the kids where we had to like teach, to basically tutor them, mm-hmm. uh, depending on the age range they were split up in. And I think they were split up in like three to five and then six to eight and so on. Um, but yeah, that was that was like my favorite job ever. <laughs> but then I was a kid too, so that's probably why I was fun too. <laughs> and then you, you got my mind over here running because that's technically you was almost doing social work at the age of fourteen, or did you just mainly work with the kids? Um, I'm I mainly worked with the kids. I mean, because I'm, I'm looking at it as like a cat. You know. I, used to be a caseworker yeah and i work with like i know it's like the star of hope that's what i'm thinking of like a proper program like that and to be 14 doing that that's a big deal to me i'm like why i know some people people in their 20s they can't handle that type of responsibility with children that are experiencing that type of trauma you know so thank you like you you, listen i ain't gonna try to get on you with your call and start preaching at you right because this is the makings (laughs) of sherelle y'all that's what we're here. We're here to learn more about Sherelle. So thank y'all for tuning in. Thank y'all for um, listening. Okay. It was really fun because I was like, I want to be a mentor. I was always that little kid. They're like, I want to be a mentor to other kids. And like, I hate when people got picked on. I'm like, don't pick on them. Even though I was getting picked on because I was a nerd. But I'm like, don't pick on them. And like. <laughs> needed. Oh, like that, that spirit is absolutely still needed to this day. Yeah. Oh, we got to talk more. We got to talk more. <laughs> okay, okay. How were you disciplined growing up? Disciplined? Um, I was scared to say anything to my mom. 
So I and I was I feel like I was a really good kid, and my big sister was the the rebel kid. She did anything. I remember I seen her get whooped one time. I was like, uh, uh-uh, that's not about to happen to me. I still don't cuss in front of my mom to this day. And <laughs> my little brother, and my big sister, would be over here cussing up a storm. I'd be like, why are y'all talking around her like this? <laughs> y'all look crazy. Y'all yeah. look trippy. But um, basically, she just have to look at me. You know, the black mama look. And then I'm like, <laughs> I'm not about to say anything. So I was just kind of like, let me just put my head down, do my work, just be in my own little corner and not, you know, worry about anything. And then um, my grandfather, I mean, he was like the dad. So he he was just really chill. <laughs> he was just, yeah. Right. Okay. So you, but you didn't cause that many issues. That's what you're trying to tell us. You, you really I, didn't need that much discipline. Yeah, I don't think I. I don't think I caused that many issues. Not that I can. I believe you. I believe you. I can think of. Uh, <laughs> at least not that I got caught doing. <laughs> now, that's a whole different situation, right there. Yeah. We'll leave that to another day. We'll leave that to another day. I know. So, I remember me and my sister were like, uh, play, well, fighting with flour in the kitchen one time. My grandfather caught us. Whole kitchen white because we had <laughs> we had the flour in there. My mom was at work, and then my grandpa walked in the kitchen, and he was like, "Y'all better clean this up for your mom get home. Y'all gonna get a whooping." We was like, <gasps> and it was spotless. And she was like, "Y'all clean the house." <laughs> <laughs> see, see, you was one of those siblings that y'all thought. See, I yeah. appreciate that. You know. <laughs> The, the, oh my gosh the one that just did I didn't, the ones that I didn't care mm-hmm. they still learning to these days still learning to this day and I gotta keep my good girl image <laughs> emphasis on image continue okay <laughs> <laughs> so you actually answered this question earlier on TikTok but I'm gonna ask you because this is gonna be a new question for the show what age do you think you become an adult uh, I don't feel like an adult now I said, when on TikTok, I said 40, and I still got six years to go, <laughs> or six and a half years to go. But um, I, yeah, I don't feel like an adult. Like, every time I remember how old I am, it's like news to me, because I don't feel that age. Because <laughs> people are like, oh, what? I'm like, I don't know. I don't feel like I'm a 33. I be forgetting I'm in my 30s. So... But, let me tell you them taxes don't let me forget nothing right. okay. <laughs> um what were and what are your beliefs what were and what are my beliefs as in like just open any question whatever you want to share the question <laughs> um that was hard because like I don't know like unless it's specific I can't really like just think of anything right now in this moment i would say it's always i don't know is a response to hear on everything culture yes yeah, like i can't think of it in the moment okay now let's pass for, for a second i mean pass on that we also, hey if it come back up we also yeah. can bring it back don't stress <laughs> about that you know you can you can pop up on this it'd be fine so who has been the biggest influence in your life um my grandfather was one of the biggest influences in my life as a kid. I feel like he was my best friend because I seen how he how how he provided and protected us, and he showed us also that emotional intelligence that I feel like um, a lot of men don't have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not a lot, most of them don't. But you know, 
um, I, it, I guess it was different because I mean, this, he's a whole different. I don't even know what call to call his generation since he was born in 1914. I, don't, I can't go that. Far, I don't know that far back. I don't want to I believe that's what they call the volunteer oh. generation. I know my mom is a baby boomer, so <laughs> that's the phrase I got. Yeah, I think they were called the volunteers, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but with, but there is a there is a whole culture. My grandparents were born in 1918, so when you said that, I was like, oh, that was raised by them too. So mm-hmm. that's the connection. Like a whole different. <laughs> Oh Lord, I wish we can bring some of them on the show and talk to them. Like, what was it like growing up in the twenties and the thirties? Like mm-hmm. up there, a hundred years ago, what was that like? Right. Goodness, goodness, goodness. I used to ask them a lot of questions when I was little and stuff like that. But yeah, I know one of my other grandfathers. Used to, uh, he was a um, he was in the army. He was in World War. Was it two World War Two? Yeah. He got drafted at fourteen. Yeah. Imagine. Yeah, he used to tell us a little bit of stories, but then he didn't tell us too much because he didn't want to remember it. But he just remembered when he came back, he wasn't allowed to get a house in Galveston because he was black, even though he fought for the war. And I remember him telling us he uh, when he went to Vietnam, the uh, the Vietnamese people always say, "This is not your war; it's them." Mm. Oh, we not on TikTok. You know, <laughs> hey, like you can say, hey, she's she's pointing at the palm of her hand. Let's get, this is a podcast that everybody can't see. You. Yeah, no. <laughs> we, if y'all don't know, we, when we're on TikTok, we got to speak in code so we won't get booted or banned, you know. But I, I see you, we got it, we got it. <laughs> Talking about white America <laughs> would not allow her, uh, her grandfather to get a house. As well as um, when she went to went, went to Vietnam, the Vietnamese would say, "This is not the black man's war. This is the white man's war." If I'm not mistaken. Yes. All right. All right. It's okay. We safe here. You good? <laughs> safe. <laughs> um. Okay. What are your hobbies, and how did you get into them? My hobbies. Um. I, I I started getting back into dance. Um, when I was a kid, I used to do ballet, tap, and jazz. I feel like a lot of the nightest kids did that. But uh, ballet, tap, and jazz. And um, then I was a cheerleader in middle school. And then, I did, like, for a while, I had stopped doing a lot of hobbies because, like, relationships in life. And then I was like, what I used to do when I was younger? They used to make me happy. And I was like, oh, I'm going to start getting back into dance. So I started doing like dance. And then my mom used to be a florist. So I make flower arrangements. I buy myself flowers every week. So <laughs> so I've been doing that for the past probably three years now since the like pandemic started. And I was like, let me just like have some life into my apartment. Let me just get some flowers. So I do that. Um... I've been trying to get back into cooking again. I just haven't been having too much time to do that. So every once in a while I do, but uh, some other hobbies. I started back working out. I have we, a we see you. We yeah. see you. <laughs> so I have a trainer and when I do it by myself, I don't be as motivated. I'd be like, all right, I'm going to stay here 15 minutes. So I don't feel like doing it no more. I'm going to leave. And yeah, if I'm doing it by myself, and I'm like, all right, the 15 years up, I'm like, yeah, I don't want to do it no more. And then I leave. So I was like, I need a train. I need somebody that's going to like 
do this, this, and this, and why I won't have to think about what uh, workout should I do next. So I just go in there, it's easy, and then I come when I leave versus me overthinking it because I'm an overthinker. So I'm an overthink everything. <laughs> Well, you're doing great with the questions here with the makings of Sorrel. Thank you. Um, Going to our next questions, we need your recommendations. Okay. We need a book, we need a movie, and we need a television series. Can you give us a recommendation for each? Um, Television series. Man, I just had one in my head and just went away. Let me think about it. Um... Um, it's a book, a TV series, and a oh, movie. A movie, okay. My favorite movie is Holes. And um, <laughs> oh my, what's the name? What's it? Stanley Ickes? <laughs> Stanley Yonets. Yonets. Why I'm getting Stanley Yonets? Yeah, yeah. Over some damn shoes. Yes. <laughs> so if you're a real '90s baby, you would have said the book. So when I digress, that's why I started watching the watch the movie because uh, when I was in seventh grade, we had to read the book, and they was like, "Oh, they're coming out with a movie next year," and I was like, "Yes," and then I was like, "I love the movie too." So, oh, yeah. <laughs> I think was I in high, I was I, I was a little older. I was in high school when the movie came out. I like, but they did a good job with it. I would say, yeah. So that movie, um, a TV series, um. Well, I'm going to go to the book, The Alchemist. I like The Alchemist. <laughs> I'm like the fourth, fifth person that said The Alchemist. Yes, that's a good book. And I listen to all your books a lot, too. So I, I done listened to about seven books already this year. <laughs> yeah, but I, I have like the fiscal. If I really like the book, I'll buy the fiscal book. Same, same. Okay. So The Alchemist, uh, not a TV series. I don't really watch much TV, so let me think. Um, I don't know why I can't think of one. It's all good. I was about to say Atlanta, but I didn't really like the. I liked Atlanta, but I didn't like the third season. But I liked the fourth season. Mm. Um, I think I was so confused on the third season, and then I had to go back. And then when the fourth season came out, I was already kind of accumulated with what was going on. I don't know. Um, I like the. Well, you know, we ain't talking about Atlanta. We're talking about Shrill. Continue. So, uh, yeah, I think, I think, I guess I'll go with that one for right now because I can't think of a TV series. It's okay. Once again, <laughs> we appreciate it. So, for the book, we have The Alchemist or uh-huh. the movie, we have Holes. And <laughs> for the series, for the moment, we have Atlanta. Yes. Okay, okay. You know I'm about to dub that. Um, that's too damn bad. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. So, Sherelle, you have a magic phone. Mm-hmm. And you got three calls to make with your magic phone. And with this magic phone, you can call anyone, anything, real, fictional, here, no longer here, whatever. Who are you calling with your three calls? Um, well, first, my grandfather. I think we already know that's my my best friend. I'm calling him first. Um, second, uh, my mind keep going back to like Maya Angelou. I don't know. 
call her. I don't know why that one came up in my head. That's like, it was like, say my angel, say my angel. Uh, you got, you got two, you got two more calls to make. So, well, you said three or four. So, you know, okay, so you could call your grandfather, hmm. my Angela. Now you got one more. More, okay. Um, I will say my other grandmother. Uh, we call her Grand Grand. Is that so, your maternal or paternal? This is, so I have, I always say I have two fathers. So this is my grandma on my sister's dad's side. Mm. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Yeah. So she was like, that's like my other grandma. I love it, love it, love it. Okay. What has been an impactful moment in your life? An impactful moment. Just having conversations like these, honestly. Um, (laughs) Yeah, talking to you, just hearing the conversations, even when I had the podcast, just having those different conversations, seeing different views. Um of what how people think and how people feel about things. I feel like that's something that a lot of people need because like if you don't talk about it, you can't really just uh get through or like learn different things if you don't say anything. You don't know what you don't know, honestly. <laughs> Y'all, Sherelle's trying to be a guest spot on the show in the future. Look at that. <laughs> like what you you better stop, you know, <laughs> talking about with, with us being an impactful moment. And we ain't worried about everybody else. We're going to take that as everything culture being an impactful moment in your life. <laughs> but, that's, but that's exactly why we do it. You know, you've heard our mission statement a thousand times over probably if you've been in my lives. But, you know, our mission is to get to know each other through conversation. Yeah. You know? And throughout our conversation, having an empathy um, towards one another, hopefully we can have growth and that love between one another so we can start making action towards that as well. So thank you. Appreciate you. Um, um, So, Sherelle, what is your theme song? My theme song? Uh, it's a song called God. <laughs> which album? It, which album is it on? I think it's it on. I don't think it's on there. I can't remember what album is on it. I, I think it's a single. I think it's one of the singles, if I'm not mistaken. I would be doing more research. I am a, just like many of us Kendrick Lamar fans, but. Because I was like, wait, I don't know what album is on. Okay, I'm check. I'm, we gonna find it. We're gonna find it. We're gonna find it. God by Kendrick Lamar. All right. Next question. How would you define joy? I would define define joy as in basically having a peace of mind. <laughs> Just um, not having to worry about anything, about the worry about the stress of life, or just worry about anything in general. Just genuinely having fun being able to be myself, have a good conversation, and um, just doing things I love. I feel like that is joy. Love it, love it. How you feeling? Right now? Feel good. Good, good. You know, I'm <laughs> checking on my folks throughout this. You look a little bit over halfway through, so you know, congratulations. You rolling, you doing it, we doing it. All right. If you can have 
any artist, if you can choose any artist and you can copy their talent for your own, who would be the artist and what would be their talent? Drake, be Drake with everything culture. Just wanted to butt in real quick and ask for y'all support. Now y'all know I greatly appreciate all the love that you're showing listening to the show, but I have to ask, could y'all please leave us a review? And if you don't know how to leave a review, don't worry. I got you. You can go to Apple Podcasts, find everything culture. Make sure to click on the name of the show. Scroll down to where you see ratings and reviews. Please hit that five stars or just leave your honest opinion. Then right under that, you can drop us a review. Um, Leave a subject line, the catchier, the better. And just tell us how you feel. That goes a long way with supporting us. But let's say you don't have an iPhone. What should you do then? We got you with that too. You can go right over to Spotify, find everything culture again, and you just want to hit on the ellipses at the top right, and it will pop up where you can rate the show. They see? There you go. There you have it. Now make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube and anywhere else you may listen to Everything Culture. Um, we greatly appreciate your support. We love y'all, and let's get back to the conversation. Let's get back to the show. Peace. Oh, I gotta, uh, let me get my list up. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm still going through like childhood wounds or teenage wounds because I feel like I went through a lot of my childhood. Uh, I feel like right now, unless they come up, come back up, but um my daddy issues that I didn't know I had until the pandemic. (laughs) Um, I'm still going through like some, I think sexual trauma issues that I've dealt with um, in my twenties and as a kid that uh, some of them I haven't told anybody about. Some of them people know about like, well, friends, I don't really, talk to family like that so I feel like my family don't even know half the stuff I I know they don't know half the stuff I went through because I don't 
tell them. They just think I'm just, I can do anything. Oh, she can do anything. Um, so they don't really know. I remember I I deal with depression. Um, on the first time I got diagnosed with depression, I think I was like 21. And I dealt with it on and off for, um, I guess, since then, I deal with it on and off. And then it was like on for a few years. And then I remember I had told my mom about it um, one time. Well, not one time, it was recently. I had told her about it because I was like, I'm going, I feel like I'm going through that depression stage again. But I've had therapists too to kind of help me through those things as well. And, um, but this time I, did, I don't have it there. Well, I had one and then I had to get, I have to get a new one. It's a long story. <laughs> but um, I was telling my mom that I felt like I was going through depression again. And my sister is currently dealing with the same thing. She's been dealing with it for a while. And then she was just like, oh, well, your depression is not like your sister. Your sister always calls me telling me that, you know, she wants to do this and do that to her. You don't tell me anything that could say so your depression is not that bad. I was like, just because I don't tell you doesn't mean that it's not as bad. Maybe because I'm because I'm going to work and doing stuff, trying to get myself out of it. Doesn't mean like. Just because it looks different from hers, that is um, not bad. So I feel like I get dismissed a lot with my family. So I don't tell them that really much of nothing. I really don't tell anybody much of nothing. Even my friends, I feel like they know just little pieces of me. I tell people certain things that I feel like they should know at that moment. It's hard for me to tell, um, like, I tell certain friends certain things because I, I know how they talk. <laughs> so I feel like if you don't, if I don't want to hear two other people t- uh, talking about, even though, because I've had conversations with my friends where they told me stuff that I know I should know about people that that's their friends, that's not my friends. And I'm not going to say nothing because I don't honestly have to forget and I don't care. And then, but everybody not like that. And yeah, like they be like people will have a list of stuff, and I've had people. Um, I think another reason why I don't because I had people like bring that back on me, make me feel bad about it, or embarrass me in front of other people about that same situation. So I was like, I'm gonna keep this to myself. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you if I tell you if I t- if end up telling somebody, it's because it's not a secret. So, <laughs> like my deepest, darkest secrets, I usually keep to myself. Me and God. <laughs> hey Amen. That's that's one person you need to share them all with. That's one who do the best about it. But don't get me preaching on here. Sherelle, <laughs> we thank you and we greatly appreciate you sharing yourself with us. Um, to our listeners, to our viewers. Um, we really do value that. So thank you for trusting us with you. Yes, thank you. Thanks. Um, Thanks for you to hear it sometimes. It's okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Somebody need to hear. I'm telling you, it's another young Sherelle, another young Rello out here <laughs> need to hear. Or you know, you already talked about being a mentor. You know, yeah. I'm big into mentorship, huge into it, and huh. you'd be surprised the type of impact you can make and how healing it is not only to that child but to you as well. Yeah, so, we'll talk about that a little bit later. So keep up the great work. Keep up the great work. So. 
Who is in your community of support? Me and God. <laughs> and my therapist. My therapist wasn't bad. It was just the company that she was with. They wanted to work with women that were pregnant. And I'm like, I am pregnant. So. Mm, mm, mm. And I was like, she was a good therapist. I really liked her. And I was like, now I got to find a new one again. Because it would be hard trying to find a therapist that you mesh with. Especially me looking for a specific type of uh, person that's going to relate to me because I specifically look for like a black woman. I feel like that's going to relate to me better. I'm building a database. I got one that I can suggest to you to actually travel in the Houston area. I'll put you on game with them. So you may like her. I love her. She's good. (laughs) She look crazy, but she good. But I know a person. She's professional. She's very professional. (laughs) (laughs) No, I love it. Crazy things I say, I'd be like, I want them to have like some type of sense of humor. Oh, like, oh, oh, why did you <laughs> be personable? Be personable. Personable. <laughs> so, Sherelle, when did you realize you were different? I was like four. Oh, um, <laughs> I know that's very specific. I was uh, four. <laughs> I was around the same age. Yeah, I feel like me. Around three years old, that's when I had the knowledge of that I was a human being. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then around four, I realized that I was just, because um, I've seen the world in rose-colored glasses, I think. I thought everything was just like, you know, just beautiful. Like, the sky is amazing. It's blue. The grass is green. I can play outside. And if you're nice to people, they'll be nice to you. And I had to learn that the hard way. They always say, treat others how you want to be treated. And I treat people with respect. I try not to, uh, I would try not to say anything about bad about people. Um, and that backfired on me a lot. And that caused a lot of anxiety around communicating mm. even now as an adult because I'm I'm quiet and chill. People are like, you so quiet, you so chill, you so calm, I feel like he gonna kill me. I'm like, I'm like but <laughs> <laughs> but usually nothing really bothered me like half the time I don't I just be in my head having a whole other conversation. And uh <laughs> You know I don't watch swarm like four I'm times. Not- <laughs> so I'm like, hey, go ahead. <laughs> But yeah, it has caused a lot of um, anxiety around communication. And that was one of the reasons why I started the podcast with my friend. I had, when I had, I had came up to came to her with the idea um, about starting a podcast because I felt like I had a lot of stuff stored in me and I needed to talk about it verbally just because I'm so quiet and chill and I don't really have too many people that I can of support Simpson that I can feel like I can just sit down and talk to that's just going to listen. I feel like every, when I do or did talk to people that try to give me solutions, I'm like, sometimes I just want you to listen. I don't need a solution. Or they do listen or they, well, not do listen. They hear me, but they don't hear me. As in, I'm talking and they on their phone like, mm-hmm. and then I'll just like stop. I would stop me sitting there to see if they listening to me and they were like, and then they start talking about something else. And I was like, you've been listening to me this whole time anyway. So <laughs> it's like a lot of things like that. So I'm just like, well, I'm just, I'll just get a therapist. Like they, I had to pay them to listen to me, but at least I'm heard. And 
when you have a good therapist, they usually give you solutions after they hear you, and they actually give you want solutions and how to help you to work through those things. And you know, even in relationships, I noticed I um, I was attracting men that was emotionally unavailable. They didn't listen to me, and then how I was taught to—I guess I was taught to be a what's the word? Um, damn, the road just lifted. <laughs> Um, I was basically, I don't want to say talk because my mom didn't teach me that. I guess I learned it from uh, viewing other people, but just um, trying to be perfect for the person, if that makes sense. Like, oh, if they like doing this, you got to like it too. You got to. I get, it's, yeah, submissive, but that's not the word I was looking for. But yes, some similar. Assimilate? Do we even use that? <laughs> it's gonna come to me eventually, and probably when it when we turn it off, and I'm like, the word was. That's okay. But, I'll put it in the bio. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it caused a lot of anxiety where I didn't want to speak up for myself in relationships, and I was doing that with friends too, and I noticed that. But then I was like, I can't like they overstepping boundaries, and I can't have that, and. I start once I start implementing into my friendships because they like as soon as I start doing it they was like so you sent a boundary of me like yeah and I lost friends because I start setting those boundaries because I'm not let, about to let you run over me and things like that so <laughs> thank you thank you but it was harder when it came to like intimate relationships um but then uh, it started getting. Uh, I started. It started getting a little bit easier, but I'm not dating anybody, so I don't have to worry about that right now. <laughs> Focus on that later. Focus on that. Still <laughs> growing and building. You. We we appreciate it. And, and, and once again, thank you again for listening. Well, we're we're listening, but thank you for sharing yourself with us too. Seriously. Even with my father, I think it came up a lot because he is like. I don't want to say he ratchet, but he ratchet. And um, the way he he, he, he communicated. Girl and call her daddy ratchet. But go ahead. And I didn't notice that he was like that. My mom never talked bad about him or anything like that. So it's like, I can count on one hand how many times I've seen him as a kid. And so I didn't, I talked to him for maybe like a minute or two on the phone, but we never had a real, a real relationship. Then I come down to Galveston and then, um, we over here communicating, talking, and he he's quiet. He he's antisocial at times, but then he's also an asshole and don't know how to communicate with me. And I communicate like my mom because I shut down. I think that's a form of my anxiety. I shut down. Don't want to talk to me. I shut everybody out. I disappear and do all that stuff. So um, he he talked to me crazy once. Oh, so I, I guess I can go talk about how he kicked me out. So when I moved, <laughs> we're listening. We're just... So when I moved that way, um, we were. I was still recording a podcast. I ended up getting a new car when I moved back um, over there. So I was recording a podcast at this studio. So I would drive to Houston um, every week to record the podcast. Uh, so one day, my friend, one of my other friends, was like, "Oh, I'm having a friendsgiving." 
you should come through or you can stay the night, whatever you want to do. And I'm like, all right, that's cool. And I had hit him up, him and his wife up. And I was like, I'm not going to be back uh, tonight. So this is around 2 p.m. I hit him up. I was like, I'm not going to be back tonight. I'll see y'all tomorrow. His wife, I put him in a group message and they old and they didn't even know they was in a group message together. So that's a whole nother story. So his wife replied. He never replied to me. So when I get back the next day, he was talking about, you knew you was going to go out. You over here leaving this house and all this stuff. Like, I'm 30 years old at the time. Like, I'm 30 years old. Like, why are you, like, yelling at me? I told you I wasn't coming back so you wouldn't be worried. <laughs> and I didn't tell you in the night. I told you in the daytime where he had enough time to know I was coming back. And um, he was like, you need to get your shit and get the fuck out my house. And... um if you don't, I'm going to call the police on you and have you go to jail. Just being extra. I'm not yelling at him and doing anything. And I'm like, okay. So I packed my things. And um, and I was like, I'm gonna, I was going to leave the next day. He told me I had to be out by tomorrow, the next day. So I had packed my things. Well, half my stuff was already in suitcase anyway. So I didn't have to pack too much. So I had packed my things when I woke up the next morning because I had to go to work. He was up there. Um, so you decided what you're going to do? And I was just like, what do you mean? And he was just like, are you going to stay? Are you going to leave? I was like, I'm leaving. And then I guess he felt some type of, I guess he wanted me to beg him, be like, oh no, I'm going to stay. I'm like, I'm 30 years old. I've been on my own since I was 17. Like you telling me to leave is not going to, uh, like, I'm not about to cry about that. I'm a, whole, I'm a grown ass woman. Like this is not my first rodeo being out on my own. He's been treating me like I'm 15 years old because that was the last time he seen me when I was 15. So it's like he started, he's starting his journey off with me at the age that he remembered me as. And I'm like, that's not going to, I was like, that's fine. But he said my mom did that to him. They got married probably, they were dating for a couple of months. They got married a week later. Um, yeah, I know. <laughs> and um, he cheated. I have a little sister, me and her the same age on my dad's side. So me and her the same age, we three months apart. He cheated on her and um, he he was married to my mom. He she I guess she found out whatnot. So he was like, well, I'm leaving you. I'm going to go with her. Blah, blah, blah. My mom said, OK, she helped him pack his stuff up to go leave. And I was like, I'm just like her. So when he was like, you going to do that? I was like, bye. And he was like, you just like your mama. Like, I am her daughter. Crazy. Yeah. Making a Sharia. <laughs> Should have seen him this, but I... right. <laughs> and I'm not talking to him right now because I I tried to like start it. Uh, after he did that, I still try to communicate with him more. I still was going over there once a month trying to be like because my mom was like, "That's still your father," you know. Da, 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 da. And I'm like, "Okay, I'm gonna go and like you know chill with him, hang out with him, and see." And it was good for like six, seven months. But he was like, if you need anything, let me know. If you need help, blah, blah, blah. And it took everything I, to end me one day to like ask him for like $100 because I needed help with something. And I got paid, of, uh, I think like maybe a week or two after and I needed to pay this certain thing now. And I had asked everybody. I had tried to do everything I can before I got to ask him anything. So he was like, I'm going to see what I can do. And I'm like, all right, that's cool. So he called me the next day. He was like, come over. I'm like, all right. And then he called, he told me to come over so he could tell me how bad of a person I am, how I make bad decisions. And um, you just stupid. You don't, I don't know why you do that. All sort of stuff like that. And that was the last time I talked to him. And that was last year. So he told me that last year. 
and that like tore me as a person again. I'm like, damn, like just stab the the knife of my heart deeper. Well, <laughs> push it a little bit, throw some squeeze some lemon on it, you know. Right. <laughs> I was like, damn. I'm I was, sorry. Yeah. I was like, I'm trying to be a kid. Could your other child not talk to you? He did the same thing to her. And she hadn't talked to him in over 10 years. And yeah, I know. She actually had him in the house with her because he ended up marrying her mom. So I didn't have him in the house with me. And I was like, I never knew why she didn't talk to him. And then I found out why. And I, I completely understand. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is I might need to invite some of the parents back on the shows and so we can get an understanding. Yeah. <laughs> I, I used to do that. I still I need to bring that back I'm hearing, but goodness, goodness. Thank yeah. you. You know, we have to, have to check on Rello a little bit more every now and then. But you will <laughs> disappear. I'd be like, well, those season Sherelle for a minute, but hey, those social media breaks are absolutely necessary. So but thank you for sharing everything with us as well. Yeah. Ready for the next question? Yes. Okay. You have a biopic coming up. I have a biopic. Oh, I'm sorry. I knew. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's coming. (laughs) Who would you have playing your biopic? Who would play you? Who would be the director? And would it be in the theaters or would it go to streaming service? And which which one would you choose? And what's the rating of it as well? (laughs) <laughs> who will play me you know what I feel like Haley Bailey will play me just because she I feel like she I, I, I can see that heavily <laughs> I can see that heavily <laughs> so she will play me who were directed I I like Tiana Taylor's um, directing style honestly okay I know she's like a little uh, Spike Lee like <laughs> the female version and um, you said, who play me, director? Uh, if it's going to be on stream or there, I feel like it would be streaming. Okay. And rating. Did I miss one? Well, okay. What site, where, where you go, what network will pick you up if you stream it? Hulu. Hulu. Ah, okay. <laughs> okay. And what's the rating? Is it going to be like PG, PG 13? PVMA. Uh, I feel like maybe PG thirteen. Thirteen. Okay. Okay. Love this. Love this. <laughs> All right. We got to set that up. We got to set that up. <laughs> right. If you have to keep, you have to have one career. You had one job. You had to keep this job. Okay. You have to do it. But you was wealthy. This job would bring all the wealth you need, no matter what. What job would you choose to do? I would say dance. Mm-hmm. Like a like a type of dance. I was even thinking that or architecture, but I did architecture. I, I think I told you that before. I did architecture. I never told you that. Oh. I went to school for design te- uh, technical graphics and I did architecture for four years. And I was about to say that, but I don't like sitting in front of a computer. Um, all the time. If I'm able to get out, go out in the field, like go out in the field for a little while and then sit behind a computer. I guess I do that one instead. If I'm able to like 
go out in the field to see, actually see how it coming along and everything, but also be able to do the drawings and stuff like that. Um, I would do that again, honestly. I would have never guessed it. Let me tell you that. That would have been the last thing I would, if you would have went. If that was like a multiple choice, that would have been the one I would have eliminated. Oh. <laughs> like, okay, that's what's up. I love that. Love that. Love that. For real, for real. Okay. Architecture yeah. and like and if uh, dance is the backup, just in yes. case. You yes. do that moonlighting or something. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> All right. So this is Would You Rather. Would you rather go back in time and speak to your younger self? Or would you rather have your future self come and talk to you now? Oh, that's good. I have my future self come and talk to me now. Okay, how far in the future? Like what age? Well, you know. Sixty-seven. And uh very unique age. Go ahead. <laughs> I know that was a random number. Um, because I feel like, I mean. The past is the past now. I feel like my future self will help me. Because I, as like the question you asked earlier, do I feel like an adult? And I'm like, yeah, no, not yet. So if I talk to somebody that's already an adult, <laughs> they can kind of like help me along the way. So <laughs> I can get there a little bit faster. I mean, the stuff that I dealt with in the past, I, it's the past now it happened. I can't really do much about it. I wish it was, it was a lot of things I wish I could change, but I guess I had to go through it, unfortunately, mm. to to get to this part. But I mean, those things, it's hard trying to cipher, cipher through all that trauma to get here. But you know, most of the time, all the stuff that we're trying to pick apart the stuff that happened in our childhood and us now as adults trying to um, fix all that. Unlearn everything you learn, basically. Mm. <laughs> mm. That's you know we'll talk about that in the future. <laughs> Welcome to everything culture. You know what I mean? Okay, okay. How do you relax? How do I relax? I I eat food and um, <laughs> I lay down to eat food. <laughs> Yo, hey. Y'all, her metabolism still going strong. Still her metabolism. Because I'm trying to gain weight. I used to always get, well, still to this day, getting made fun of and being small. And um, oh yeah, I've been skinny all my life. And I can't wait for like a little bit. Like, I think I was like 19, maybe. Like, between 19 and 21, that freshman 15 was freshman 40 on me. Mm. So I gained weight. And then I don't think I was supposed to be that big. Then I lost <laughs> Well, half of it. I lost half of it. But actually, I'm actually went back down to the size I was when I was in high school. So I feel like I was a little bit, I was still small, but I was a little bit bigger in my 20s. But I was like, I don't like how small I am right now. So I got to continue to work out because me working out is the only way I can keep my weight on. When I start working out, I lose weight. Well, I saw that TikTok about the protein. Trying to <laughs> <laughs> Be gagging. <laughs> uh, uh, trust. Hey, if anybody can tell you how to gain weight, you can holler at me. Okay, I, 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 I got the recipe. I got the connection. Everybody's saying, you need to eat this, you need to do that. And I'm like, I'm doing all that. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I work out and I still like, I've been working out like crazy. And I, let me tell you, my body forming great. 
You hear me? Yeah. <laughs> a damn pound. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. But anyway, we ain't talking about me. We ain't talking about the gym. We're talking about Sherelle right now. Thank you. So, Sherelle, what's a quote that you live by? Um, read the rules and then break them. <laughs> That's some thuggish stuff right there. Okay. Right? <laughs> So you I know, got rules so I can like make some adjustments to make it better for me. I like that. I like that. You know who um that quote is by? I don't know. I had seen it one time. Okay, so this quote is by Sherelle. All right. Um <laughs> I like it. I like it. I, I seen really it like, like a teenager when I seen it, and I was like, this quote, quote of my life. <laughs> All right. This is my favorite question. I know I asked you this before. I don't even know if you were able to answer it. But <laughs> I kind of, I kind of switched it up actually. Um, if you can have any meal at the snap of your fingers, what would be the meal, and who would prepare it? Um, so it's just like so meal. You say meal. Um, when I say meal, it's a entrees. Okay, okay, yeah. Because at first I was like just one thing, but no. Um, I want some chicken fried chicken. With some uh, with some brown gravy on it. Okay. Um, some greens. Mm. And some macaroni and cheese, even though I'm like lactose. <laughs> That's one thing we eat that we don't care about, and we all lactose, but go ahead. Right. <laughs> with cornbread and peach cobbler. Mm. Um, the greens. It's my uh, my sister's baby daddy makes <laughs> some fire greens, so I have him make greens. Um, <laughs> who will make my chicken fried chicken? This this guy used to date used to make some really good. Uh, chicken fried chicken. So I have to make chicken fried <laughs> chicken. Um, have Patty LaBelle make the peach cobbler mm. and the macaroni and cheese and mm. the cornbread. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> so gonna have a nice little spread right there. Hope, hopefully, everybody is getting along in the kitchen. Let me tell you that. <laughs> right. Very unique, but I love it. Okay. You have a few more questions. You feeling good? Yeah. All right, all right, all right. Okay. So, how would you want people to remember you? I want them to remember me by, I want them to feel like they have gained something when they left my presence. Um, like, either some type of knowledge or just genuinely feel happy or, or just good. Just like, oh, I just had a good time with her, even if I didn't say anything just made me smile and maybe make them feel good like oh this person smiled to me that I haven't heard nobody say hi to me or something like that just something simple I just want people to feel good when they leave I feel like I left them with something love it love it what changes do you want to see in your culture community of course (laughs) Um, community, I want us to be like, be more open and kind of talk about the issues we do have so, and learn from them. Be open, listening, and learning. 
mm. on those things, especially with mental health, because I know um, folk, like we talk about the therapist and stuff in a black community, a lot of people will be like, why are you going to the therapist? I'm not crazy and stuff like that. And then now I feel like a lot of women um, are doing it and going to therapists and stuff. And then I'm still running into men that don't that don't uh, want to do it as much. One of the reasons why I got into aesthetics doing the skincare because um, a lot of people felt therapeutic. A lot of my clients will tell me, oh, everything that's going on in their mind while I'm giving them a facial and stuff because I'm, I'm doing the face, I'm doing facial massage, so I'm cleaning their face, but I also like massage their shoulders, I'm doing the arms, so they get in the full works and then they like, oh, this feels so relaxing. I remember this one lady was telling me like all the stuff that was going on in, in her home, like she was just like stressed and depressed because of family things. And she just came to get a facial because she wanted to relax and she was like, you, that really helped my mental health. And I was like, I feel like really good. Like that's what I'm here to do is to help your mental health for you to be like, be quiet. You can talk to me if you want to. I'm already quiet. So, but if you talk to me, I'm gonna talk back. <laughs> So just uh, any way I can make you feel calm and relaxed while doing that. So I'm doing more. I feel like I do more therapeutic type facials, but I can still also hear your skin if you have issues with it. I don't like doing acne too much, but um, but <laughs> but especially if they got a whole lot. I don't like doing that. But um, basically just to help them to decompress and another form of self care and just mental health and wellness also with the podcast that was, I think I don't think I finished that sentence when we had the podcast um that was one of the reasons why I started the podcast it's like to help with the mental health uh just not myself but others as well to kind of be an outlet but it just turned into something the opposite. I mean not all the way the name was like the name draw you in but hey, the name show I like yeah, if you listen to the conversation, it wasn't even like that because we had there another people on there, but I I still felt like I didn't I wasn't able to express myself like I wanted to while I was on a podcast honestly as I as I felt like I should need to. <laughs> hey, I'm happy that you're. Are you able? Do you feel like you're able to express yourself during this moment right here during this conversation? Yes, I do. But yay, that's what <laughs> yay, that's what it's all about. So, Terrell, you ready for the last question? Yes. How can we support you? How can you support me? I mean, you just support my business. <laughs> um, you know, Burst of Beauty Aesthetics on Instagram, um, Burst of Beauty uh, on TikTok. I do facials. I do virtual consultations. Um, I was mobile and I'm going to be back mobile again. Um, if you're in the Houston area, um, I come to you for your therapeutic spa experience. Um, I'll be starting that back up during the summertime. Um, and I have a skincare line coming out probably late summer. Um, two products that's supposed to help with uh, your skin barrier and everything like that. So yeah, you can support that business. And oh, also I applied to was it the Sephora squad? Um, and if you just leave me a testimonial there, then that would be awesome. 
I need to post it more on my page so y'all can see. You do. You <laughs> do. I don't know. I don't know what all that about, but wherever we can support, we go support you. <laughs> yeah, it's like I posted it one time, but I didn't. That was I need to post it more. Trust me, I just. <laughs> Uh, marketing, 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 pushing yourself out there. And make sure to send us the information for Burst of Beauty so we can support. Because um, if the people are looking for you and you're trying to be found, where else can they find you? If you're trying to be found, once again. <laughs> Those two right now. And then, yeah. Um, I'm going to be starting a YouTube channel talking more about it so I can build more community on it. I just, I really been procrastinating. I have a whole list of things I want to talk about. I have scripts and everything. I just need to sit down and record it. Cause let me tell you, let me tell you, you already have it. You know, usually we're indie right here. We I do a little shout out, you know, y'all. <laughs> but we're gonna talk, you know, podcasting. It's not easy work. Okay, I know a lot of people jump in like, oh, you a podcaster? Yeah. Oh, I want to do a podcast. Okay, cool. Let <laughs> me see the next six or seven months. You know, the th- consistency is so important with it. But I, everything you're saying, why you did your podcast, um, it's why I did do mine. Still doing it. Um, I love hearing people. I love hearing their testimonies, their feelings, their emotions, and seeing that growth throughout our conversations. And even when they come back later, like like you said, this has changed me. Nobody ever asked me these questions before in life. I value that. You know, yeah. um, we're making an impact. And even through the makings of you, all the way throughout our panel conversations, I value those um, discussions and I value when people connect. Like, I'm glad people are talking about this, even though a lot more need to be listening, in my opinion. Yeah. Which, not even in my opinion, it's a fact, but I have to continue pushing it out there. How can I expect people to listen when they don't even know about it? Yeah. But hey, you got our support here hearing everything culture we appreciate y'all appreciate you specifically um but when i say appreciate y'all i appreciate all of our listeners and our supporters but for real when you read because i would tell me even when you're talking about the plants i'm like you could do whole content about being flo- a black woman doing in flowers and plants and flora being trying to like there's a hobbies of florists oh they can do numbers you know that can be just saying if I show you all my plant babies I have outside, all these aloe vera. <laughs> like, for real, that could just be a thing every day or every other, once a week, even. Like, I was looking at a woman today. She was talking about what do she feed her plants and how long, what does it look like? Doing little testings and talking to them, giving them affirmation. All that is something relaxing and soothing. You'll be surprised. And you put a little bit of music in the background. Let me stop. See, I'm giving up the game to y'all. This is me and Rello got to talk about this later. You know, there ain't the real. I'm talking. I'm talking to Rello right now. Yes. But case in point, these procrastination. I hate it. I deal with it too. Okay, but the more we, I'll say my the prayer and you know, that's why I pray for God to stop. Continue to be great like you want me to be great. Yeah. That's the biggest thing to me. Like, cause the only thing that's stopping me is me. Simple as that. And when I know when I go out and I make content, I say and people flourish to it and things, I'm like, I'm doing something good. Yeah. You know? And me being patient speaking to people, which is very hard, it, it makes a difference. But be the best Sherelle you can be. That's what I can tell you. Don't let other people stop you from being Sherelle. You feel me? I think my issue with it is I don't feel like editing. Oh I oh I hate that too. <laughs> Trust me. 
That's what I'd be like, man, I gotta edit it because I do it before I'm trying to find somebody to edit right now. Trust me, <laughs> Lord. Then when you find somebody to edit, they go do it the right way. And I yeah. and I gotta sometimes I gotta trust and let go. Yeah. And let go. <laughs> but Sherelle, Rello, you've done it. You did it. You've done it again. You can play it the makings of you with everything culture. We want to say thank you. We appreciate you. you anybody you want to shout out? God. Thank mm-hmm. God. <laughs> thank you for bringing us together, Lord. So, <laughs> as always, y'all can find us anywhere you listen to a podcast. Um, make sure to type in everything culture. It's an A, no I, okay? Um, from Just Google us. I can tell you that now. You looking for us, you can find us from social media sites to our website, everythingculture.com, where we do have merchandise, as well as anywhere you listen to a podcast. And make sure you support Sherelle and A Burst of Beauty. And I'm going to put the title up. I'm going to put some screenshots up right here again. <laughs> but, you know, we, we want to continue to build that cultural support. And we absolutely appreciate y'all. So thank y'all. Appreciate y'all. God bless.